Hey everyone, this is Heather and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called I Know What's Blocking You. This is fun for me because I've talked about outcomes, I've talked about release, I've talked about expectations. Um, I've really sort of tickled on the idea of the today's topic, but this is me just kind of laying it all out as far as what is getting in your way and how you can absolutely get what you want. So stick around for this one, guys. Thanks for joining. So just right up front, here goes my annoying disclaimer, but (laughs) just to remind you guys, and I guarantee things like outcomes, this is not medical advice. These are not promises. Uh, These are just the things that I've figured out that I want to share because it's powerful stuff. So here's my opinion. (laughs) I think if you are wanting to get something, you have to be so much less set on getting it in your own way. Now, this episode is not just about, I mean, I'm going to repeat some things that I've said in the past, but don't think, oh, I've heard this before. Oh, this is old news because I've got some some new ideas to infuse here. So, so stay with me. <laughs> but truly, like when we are set on an outcome happening our way, I'm just going to lay it out for you as far as like a, a health reason. Let's say your person, because I'm going to walk you right through my own tale of you know, when my person was diagnosed with cancer. And of course, we spent all our time and energy praying, begging, putting out as far as manifestation and law of attraction and all these things, this outcome that we so wanted. But did we? (laughs) Like when I look back, we begged and pleaded for the immunotherapy to work. Sorry, the dog's joining early today. I begged and pleaded for the immunotherapy to work. I begged and pleaded for the diagnosis to come back and have been a mistake. You know, all the things that we actually wanted, we got. We were asking the wrong thing. Um, I didn't want the immunotherapy to necessarily work. And that's a fact. Because we didn't care if the immunotherapy attacked the cancer and worked in the way it was supposed to. Because what that actually led to was it attacked the cancer, but it also attacked his healthy cells. We got the misdiagnosis we were begging and praying for, but it ended up being a worse diagnosis. Do you see where I'm going with this? If we are less focused on the details along the way and more focused on the true outcome we want. I didn't want the immunotherapy to work. I wanted him to be free of his cancer. If I had spent all my energy and prayer and, you know, focused on that, I don't know, maybe we would have had a different outcome. We got every single thing we asked for. We just forgot to ask for the things we really wanted. I don't know if we were clear on that. We thought, okay, we need this treatment to work, but we didn't. We needed him to be free of his cancer. We just kept asking the wrong things. And no, I don't think God and universe and higher power is like a genie in the bottle where they're like trying to trick you. I think they're trying to help you and give you what you want. It's just we're not always clear in the messaging of what that really is. You know, um, I talk to people every day, especially about relationships, because I'm in the grief business. So with grief coaching, there's a lot of people 
trying to figure out if they can move into a new relationship or if they are just, you know, now to be alone. And, and we spend a lot of time talking about, you know, what they're looking for. And, and it's very interesting that where they get super caught up is often in all the wrong details because it's not even that they're wanting this specific person or they're wanting all these characteristics. It's not even that. What they truly want is their heart to feel love again, for them to feel unconditional love and seen and um, have enjoyment. And so if, if you could focus on those things, I think the stuff that you want comes into your life. It's like you open the door, you know, because Wow. I mean, imagine higher power is sitting there trying to give me what I want, some way for this immunotherapy to work. I mean, God might have been working overtime to make that immunotherapy work for us. And it worked. I mean, did it work? (laughs) It worked to get cancer, but it worked to get his healthy spinal cord. It worked to paralyze him. I mean, it wasn't the working immunotherapy that we wanted. It wasn't that at all. We wanted him to recover and be healthy in whatever way that was. So what I feel like we did with our push for it happening a certain way is that we almost like blocked off all the potential other opportunities, all the thousands of other ways in which cancer could have gone away. Lifestyle changes could have gotten cancer to go away. Stress reduction maybe could have gotten his cancer to go away. Chemo, radiation, surgeries. But we kept saying, I want this treatment to work so bad. Instead of just the truly like, what do we want? We want years still together, healthy years, you know, full functioning, healthy body, uh, you know, and maybe just maybe uh, staying a little more open to the different ways in which it could have happened could have been a, a way for us to get what we really wanted, you know? Uh, you know, yeah, I guess it's just that we wanted the cancer gone. We just we eliminated all those thousands of ways it could have happened for us. So you have to know what you want, right? You have to have a really clear picture of that. But the mechanism in which it comes to you is where I think the release needs to happen. That's when you turn it over to God and higher power. That's when you let go of the steering wheel. You know, you have to. Because it could be even better than what you dreamed. You know, so... You know, these people telling me, no, but I I know it has to be this person. God has reopened a door for me of possibility. Like I finally feel attraction towards somebody again. But, you know, it's got to be this person because it's everything I said I needed. Well, this is what's amazing is like we only have what our brain has been presented with in our lives as potential. In other words, like, what we've seen and experienced in our lives is sort of what we have as a canvas for what's out there for possibility, you know? And so, all right, I'm sorry. My dog is very loud today. He's very happy to be laying in the sun. (laughs) But no, truly, if, if all you have for your past experience, it's, you know, that's all you have to work with. That's all you have for tools, you know, for paintbrushes to paint this beautiful picture is what you've seen in your past and know to exist. You know, but what if something even better than that exists out there? And it's hard to imagine because we've never seen it, you know, or, oh, if it exists, there's only like one in a million. I don't think that's true, (laughs) you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Sure, immunotherapy could have been the answer for my husband. 
but maybe chemo could have done it quicker and with less side effects. Who knows, right? Like, that's all I'm saying is maybe that person out there exists for you, but maybe they don't need to live here in the States and have this and do that. And you know what I mean? Like all these little details were so caught up in the must-haves. We might have just erased something that was even better that we didn't even know was out there. So just staying so focused on like, okay, God, I'm ready for the next relationship or the new job or the whatever it is. And to not have it all laid out already in your mind as to what that perfect solution has to look like. You know, because maybe you've been saying they have to live close and this person that's perfect for you is a state away but more than willing to relocate or has the financial means to come see you every single day. Like, who knows? And we just, we shut down the realm of possibility by being very narrow-minded. And I don't think it's purposeful. Like, I don't think we're setting out to be narrow-minded and we just think we know what we want. But if we're really clear, like even even let's look at this relationship ex- uh, example here, like it's not necessarily even a certain type of person that you're after. It's what that certain type of person is going to make you feel inside. That's what you're really after, that unconditional love, the whatever it is. And maybe it's not even a relationship that could bring that into your world. I mean, my dog brings me unconditional love and freedom and all the things that I think a relationship would provide. So sometimes I think just laying out your feelings. This is what I'm feeling. I feel like I'm missing out on company and companionship. I feel like I'm missing out on um, conversation. I feel like I'm missing um, fun. Uh, Whatever it is, put that out there as your desire. And I think... Like working towards that and being open to it happening in any possible way, it can just be so exciting, you know? Um, This trip that I recently took with my kids is something, first off, I was nervous about the whole travel by myself with two, you know, kids that are still of a needy age and not totally, I mean, they're self-sufficient, don't get me wrong, but they're not, you know, of an age where they're necessarily of a help. (laughs) They're still looking to me for guidance, you know, so there was a lot of fear that was kind of coming up and I was putting it off. But what did I want? I wanted fun back in my life. I was missing fun in a big way because that's what my husband, um, who if any of you are new to listening to this podcast, um, I lost him two and a half years ago. And for me, he was a big part of that equation of fun. He brought the life to our house. He brought a lot of the fun moments and the times. But it was it totally, you know, was he that catalyst or was he just a part of it? You know, and I had to rediscover that because I think I always thought he was the catalyst. He was the thing that had to be added to the equation in order for the fun to unroll, you know, and roll out. Um, and then what I ended up learning about myself in this trip that I took with my kids was that my husband was part of the experience because I brought him along with me. You know what I mean? That fun was meant to be had and would have been had, you know, in a cardboard box because it was such a good time. But with him, it was just so much even more fun because when you share it with people who are fun people, it's even more fun. And of course he brought fun moments and light and laughter. But does that mean that in the absence of him that we would be void of fun? It didn't. Um, we had so much fun. And, and yes, there were moments where we were like, oh, he would have loved this. We wish he was here. This would have been so much better with him here. But also, 
there were other people in my family, friends, family members uh, that could have come along with us and filled that need for that other person to add the fun and they would have added the fun. Uh, we we chose as a family to do it as a, a party of three, <laughs> you know. We knew what we wanted to get out of it, which was a lot of like racing around, doing as much as we could, tackling all the stuff. And that's not everybody's way. A lot of people are like, I'm here to vacation. I want to kick back, give me a cocktail and a pool day. Uh, but we were there to, to like ride the rides, do the stuff, stay out late. Like we wanted to do that type of vacation. And at the time we were just like, I don't know who would fit into that. All we know is that the three of us fit into that. So for now, that feels good. And so that's what we did. And we didn't regret that. Like, it was never a, like, oh, we really should have had so-and-so come. Something feels missing. But um, we met so many great people who we also noticed, you know, just a mother and daughter behind us in line and had some conversations and then learned their situation. You know, there were so many other people in the exact same situation as us. And that connection was found with so many random strangers and we had so many good times even in lines so just think about that for a second now these are circumstances where most people are bored hot annoyed sick awaiting and yet we had some of our best times on our trip in line with other people laughing learning things about their life sharing things about our life finding common bonds with people from minnesota and um Florida. And I mean, we met people from everywhere. It was really wild. And we were just open to it. We were there for it. Like, what's your story? What, you know, we're going to wait in line with you for hours. Let's get to know each other. And it was so much fun that we ended up bumping into some of these people at several parks on different days and immediately lit up to see each other and had some fun laughs. And it was so amazing. And I think so many people shut off to that because, you know, we're just I don't know. We get so caught up in ourselves. And, you know, instead of focusing on, yeah, it's a hot sun and we're just standing here waiting forever. Is this even worth it? We were like, ooh, look at the possibility here. Like, look at all these people we don't know yet that look like they have an interesting life. What's your story? And don't get me wrong. We met some grumpy people along the way, too, who were just like, you know, but they were wrecking their own experience. And maybe it's because when they set their goal list for the day you know it was I want to ride on this and this and this and you know they had to have their agenda of all the things they had to hit that day and um you know anything that was slowing them down felt like hindrance and and for us the goal was just let's go have some fun like let's see how much we can pack into this day and it was a blast and when it didn't work we pivoted you know um there was a night we were so excited to watch and if any of you have gone to Disney their phantasmic show um, we get there and it's kind of starting to rain and we knew it had already rained pretty hard earlier. It wasn't supposed to clear out, but my youngest wanted to see this and he was like real excited for the beginning of it. And then it got canceled for downpours and buckets. And we had just a moment of like, oh, it stinks. But guess what? We were actually going back to that park on another day and we ended up watching it in its entirety and he had a blast and loved it but we didn't even worry about it like that day it also almost got canceled because of weather but um we didn't get caught up on it we looked at it as an opportunity because there was like thousands of people attending this show and we were like oh well they're all there let's go on this ride five times in a row with no lines <laughs> and then we'll see if we can catch the end of the show since we'd already seen the beginning of it and 
because of the rain delay, we got there right at the start of the show again anyway, so we watched it in its entirety while most people were sitting there moping and groaning in their wet seats waiting for the delay to end because <laughs> they had to have the perfect seat. We strolled in like right as it began, had perfect seats and a perfect time and ugh, it's like you get what you are. And if you're miserable and worried, you're gonna get things to worry about. But being so, so clear on just what you want the end picture to look like, you know, the fun, the um, freedom, the um, peace, uh, whatever it is, that has to be, I think, what you hold in your prayers and your thoughts and your manifesting and your attracting. It has to be that candle that you're holding and waiting for, you know, things to attract to because otherwise it's so much like struggle for out for um you know the trip and the journey to be a certain way and usually that's the part that should be released and that's the part that you should be you know setting aside and letting go and when it's so much focus placed on that you are so trying to steer and um you know be the one to make that narrative go your way and really that's when you're limiting yourself because you only know what you know and you got to trust that higher power knows more you got to trust that the universe wants more for you you know this uh, abundance that's trying to be given to you you're kind of like blocking it at its source because you're saying yeah yeah bring me that please but only if it looks like this you know, and that's a very controlling thing that a lot of us don't realize, like, I'm not controlling. I've totally given up and released it. But if you've released it, but maybe on your subconscious level or maybe in some other, you know, way by wanting it to go a certain way or hoping it goes a certain way or praying for it to go a certain way, you're still sort of trying to steer it, you know? Um, I know that a lot of law of attraction um specialists, I guess is the best way to put it, or gurus, will tell you that you have to just sort of um, put it out there and forget about it, right? Walk away from it. And part of that strategy comes from the fact that when we don't release it and just walk away and it stays like in our mind's eye all day and we're kind of focused on it in the background, the problem is you are sending out messages consistently. And what messages you're likely sending out at that point come from worry, like because you're worried, why isn't it come yet? You know, you're not seeing signs of it on its way, um, you know. But again, that's all coming from a place of what you expect to see starting to unfold based on the way you expected it to happen. So if it was a job opportunity and you had put this out there that you want, you know, this amazing job, and then you're checking your phone every few seconds. Well, that's basically telling the universe, I want this answer to come through my phone, right? And it could be shutting off the other ways in which it could happen. Um, or you're constantly checking on this one job when maybe there's an even better job out there, but you have literally just signaled to the universe, no, I want only this job. So in the, you know, that percentage chance of that all coming through becomes so much more narrow. I mean, there could be somebody else out there manifesting that exact same job. So now you're just putting yourself in a place of, you know, competition for the same thing when really you could have so many multitudes of options available to you. But every single time you're just checking on it or you're mentally kind of thinking, I wonder why it hasn't come yet. It's like 
that's your way of saying that you're still hanging on to it coming in a certain way or that you're still expecting a certain thing and it to unravel in a certain way or un- or roll out I guess not unravel <laughs> none of us want our goals to unravel uh, okay on that note I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back guys don't go anywhere my business has had so many new changes that this week might be the last one that it's real easy to find a way to join my free Facebook group. So what I'm going to do for all of you that are good listeners is to drop a link in today's description so that if you ever need to refer back or want to send a friend my way or have anybody that you think could benefit from a free group with free coaching inside, uh, helping people who are experiencing soul-crushing grief. I will drop that link in today's description uh, going forward. Just so you know, I will be continuing to do what I'm doing, but the way in which um, people can access me might change a bit. So um, it's not going to be quite as easy, but those of you who are listeners here, you know this is a great free place to find me and you are always more than welcome. Share this podcast with as many people as you can. Let them know. Make sure you subscribe and like and you know all the things to keep this running for me because because all of that stuff helps. And uh, for now, let's get back to the show. Maybe we should run a little test to see just how controlling we all are. (laughs) I bet there's many listeners who are like, this doesn't apply to me. I let things go. Well, what if I said, whatever it is you desire, you have to think about it right now, put it out there that this is going to happen, and then walk away from the thought permanently, not come back to it, not check in on it, not wonder if it's coming to be, not anything, just literally not think about it again. It's hard, isn't it? (laughs) Especially when it's something you really want. Like I know group members right now that are going to be listening to this today and are going to be like, no, I can't not think about this person who I desire at all. I can't just put out there that I already know it's going to be and then walk away from that. Like they're on my mind nonstop. Uh, if, it, if it's a job you desire or a, a new home or, you know, health benefits or anything like that, these are big desires. Like the bigger our life's desires are, the harder they are to put on the back burner and just walk away and trust. And that's faith. I mean, that is faith, but it is hard because our minds just want to go to almost dreamland, imagination world, where we just get to think about how great would it be if. And I think sometimes the problem with what would it look like if, or how great would it be if, or um, especially because the way we've been taught to manifest things is to feel it, experience it, imagine it. So the problem with walking away from it is when we do that, it feels like I don't know, like the absence of the thing that we desire. Like if we can't have it in all reality, the imagination is better than nothing at all. So I think people spend a lot of time in that sort of imaginary land where they're, what they're unaware of is that thoughts create actual things in your life. That's scientifically proven. So when we are daydreaming and imagining and whatever, it does create something But it's not usually the thing that you're thinking of and desiring because usually what's in our minds is the want for it or the need for it or that desire for it. And so what happens is that's what we perpetuate is that desire and want and need for it instead of the actually what it feels like to have it. 
You know what I mean? Like we actually, it, our want is included in there. And so it just continues to give us more of, oh, she likes feeling this desire for this thing. And that's not actually what we want, is it? We don't want the desire for the job. We want the darn job, <laughs> right? So it's like we would be better off to spend our days taking steps towards like what the future us that has the thing would be doing. If future me was a millionaire, future me would be having a, a drink in the sun right now, would be, you know, packing my bags and getting ready for a trip, whatever it would be. Like, you know, if, if it's like a new car you desire, let's use this in our, you know, or even a new home or something, you would need to prepare for that, right? If you were going to get this brand new Ferrari, are you going to leave it out in your driveway? Probably not. So you need to create a bay in your garage that's open and free and it's available for it. So maybe that's what you do. Maybe you start shopping for what would you actually want? What are the details? What's the interior going to look like? Not as it, like the someday and as if, but almost like you are, now you have the means and you're going to start designing it. Take some steps that signal to the universe, this is who I am, not this is who I want to be. And I think that is what really gets the ball rolling because we've spent a lot of time and then this is what I want phase and it hasn't brought you the million dollars or if it has, then maybe you've been really good at this. Maybe you're a master at this. But that's what I think they mean more by like the feeling it is like not just imagining, ooh, that would be so good if that would make me feel like, no, I mean like actually be that person. For a day, walk in the shoes. Pretend that you have all of that. Even if it means you have to take a day off from work so that way you're not like being, you know, completely neglectful of your responsibilities. But maybe next time you have a Saturday free with nothing to do, act as if, walk the walk, do the things. Doesn't mean go and blow all your financial means, doesn't mean, you know, go spend money you don't have. It just means there's other things you'd be doing in order to prepare yourself for that. Like if you were going to be buying a brand new house, well, and then that's your true desire and you believe it's coming to you, you should be getting ready for that. You know what I mean? You should be packing up some things and donating things you don't need anymore that you don't want to take with you. And you know what I'm saying? Like start to prepare for it. And I feel like that's just going to set you up for better, you know, future outcome anyway, because then you're just going to be ready when it arrives. Um, you know, I was talking to in my Facebook groups with people about how it's very interesting that even when we say we want new relationship in our life, that a lot of them have photos all around their house, have a ring on their finger, have, uh, you know, maybe the person's clothes stacked up, have, um, you know, donations and things that haven't been given away yet, have, um, you know, like uh, a toothbrush still on the sink. These are things that not just signal to a person, but signal to the universe and to God that I am not actually quite there yet. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about it. It's like the, the stages of change, you know, the pre-contemplation, contemplation. It takes a while before you're actually at the place of being ready for the change. And it is signaling like your words are saying one thing, but your actions are very clear what your subconscious is really thinking. And if the ring is still on your finger, your subconscious is still saying, I'm not there yet. And that message being given to someone else is that somebody else still occupies a large place in my heart and I'm, I don't have room right now for you. And that's a hard thing to hear for a lot of people. I know it is because 
I know for me that ring was staying on my finger for the reason of I felt like I wanted it there until. Like I always said, I am not out there looking for a new relationship, but I would leave the door cracked in case, because I trust God wholeheartedly. If if he had another plan for me, it would be very clear and da 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 da. But the person would have to be okay with this ring on my finger and it won't move until the day at which somebody else is ready to put one on it. And even then it was like, I don't know if I'm, I would ever get remarried. So I had all these contingencies. And not only that, I had my hand out subconsciously, consciously, I don't know. But I definitely was keeping everybody at bay. I definitely was saying, but I'm not ready yet. Because let's say that perfect person was put in my path. What are they going to get for a message? They're going to see that ring and think I'm either married divorced and still hanging on my person or widowed and still hanging on to my person, but not available. A ring on your finger does not say available. Also, if somebody were to walk through your front door, have you truly looked around and assessed, is my home even a place that could welcome someone into it? Whether we're talking relationship or just people in your life right now, like (laughs) would you let somebody walk right through your front door and come and sit on your couch? Or if you're looking for another relationship, would it be kind of squeamish because, oh my gosh, there's six pictures in the room of my person. I still have their wallet out. I have like, you know, all these things I haven't done and taken care of to welcome that into my world. So that's a place where you can spend all your energy and effort to distract your mind from focusing so much on trying to make that thing happen. And it can be preparing you for the thing to actually happen. And then the The part that's amazing is usually things like that just show up when you're ready for it. And I don't think you're ready for it if all of these other things are in the way. So same thing with a job. You know, if you're hoping for this job situation to come through for you, but yet there's a million things that will have to come together if and when. Don't put those things off and say, oh, well, if I get the job, then I'll do those things because it never works that way. You know, I mean, take that relationship example I just gave. That person's never going to be able to come to the plate of even saying, yeah, I understand that your heart still has a place for your person. I'm not looking to replace that. But like, is there room for me? Those conversations don't happen because they never even get past the front gate, right? They, they've already Pump the brakes when they saw that ring on your finger. They've already decided you are not emotionally available yet. They've already decided they don't want to have to compete with a ghost because you are plastering their image everywhere. And it's going to always feel like I'm not enough, right? And no one wants that. So you have to be really careful with the mixed messaging that you're giving to the universe because it's really hard to give you exactly what you want if you know, you're also putting up barriers all over the place without an awareness of it. Your subconscious sends strong messaging and consistent messaging. So if you think that, no, no, my message is clear, I'm open. But on a subconscious level, there's something that's not quite ready yet. That's going to override all of the things like your your verbalization of being ready totally trumped by the actions and the actions are usually driven by the subconscious so that's where it gets sticky because subconscious is hard sometimes we don't even know what our own subconscious messaging is so I think sometimes just looking at your own environment and I've done this role reversal and this empathetic role often to see how other people view me and it 
it changes things because you could be like, I'm totally ready. I've said it a million times. I'm, you know, going out again with people. I'm on these dating sites. People keep telling me like, yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. If you do all of those things and you're also wearing your ring, talking about your person nonstop. Um, (laughs) I caught myself recently, like I've brought up my late husband about like three times in one sentence when the person didn't ask me anything at all about him. They commented on my footwear, I think it was. (laughs) And I came back with talking about how tall he was and why all my shoes were high because of, and I was like, whoa, I didn't even realize I was doing that. But until you take an outsider's, you know, look at yourself from someone else's eyes, then you're going to see what messaging you're really giving. And so it can sometimes just give a little bit of light shown on your, you know, your subconscious, but it's still hard to know. Um, I just, you know, I love that old saying, actions speak louder than words. So, you know, instead of just saying, no, no, I am, I am, really just look at it from someone else's point of view and think about, you know, how available are you? And would you want to even be with you? Would you, you know what I'm saying? Like, or as an employer, would I even want to hire this person? You know, what are they putting out there and projecting? And do they look like they're ready? They're, they're telling me they can't relocate and they live three states away. So I don't understand. Like I've told them this is not a um, remote job. This is one where you have to be in person. But if you're saying, oh no, but I would relocate if I got the job. But what are you telling your employer? <laughs> I'm not a match. I don't want to have to, um, you know, that I'm, I live far away, but I, I, um, I want to have this job. It just doesn't, do you know what I'm saying? It's very confusing to people. And so you could override it with, I know a lot of people are probably thinking, well, I can just communicate to them. Well, I'd be willing to relocate, but there's a big difference between somebody saying I'd be willing to relocate and somebody who already lives here, right? There are, it. they're already in the position to accept it. They're showing me that this is what I want. I'm all in, you know? Um, I guess that's the best way to explain it because otherwise you already know that this job is not a remote position and you're not here. So you're really not the best match. You know what I mean? You kind of disqualified yourself already. So always saying like, oh, well, I would relocate if, or I would be willing to if, or once I get that person, I will put down all the pictures, but the person might never come if all those pictures are still up. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, you've got to take the steps first. And those things help you to get what you want. They start to bring in the thing because there's no longer the barriers. It's like, if there was something and you could see a magnetic pull between you and it, and it's strong and it's coming at you, picture all those things as barriers in between you and it. Like every single picture on the wall is a barrier to that relationship coming towards you. So you got to push all those out of the way before you can, ooh, (laughs) I talk with my hands a lot. So sometimes I periodically like hit the, (laughs) sorry, microphone. Uh, But yeah, there's a lot of things that have to get sort of shoved out of the way. So uh, if it's a job, yeah, all those things are going to have to like, okay, once you've latched onto that job and that's magnetically coming towards you, there's still a whole lot of things in the way of it happening. So just try to make pave the way, I guess, is what I'm saying. Start pushing those things out of the way and readying the path. And before you know it, the things are coming at you fast. <laughs> you know, that's why some people will get like, oh, I went through a dry spell. And then all of a sudden, like everybody was interested in me. I can't understand it. Or all of a sudden, all these job opportunities all at once. 
Well, there's a reason for that. And it's usually because we finally got into the place of a clear path between us and our desire. And now all those possibilities start to sort of feel like they're stacking in at once. Whereas, you know, if we were a little more proactive in it, it things would have trickled in probably, but it, it's more like, oh, all these barriers in the way and then everything's released and then it all pours in. Um, so I just say, keep working on, you know, sweeping things away little by little, but don't rush yourself. You know, if it doesn't feel right to get rid of like all 20 pictures in your living room, then that is your subconscious saying, I'm not ready yet. And you do have to listen to yourself, (laughs) you know, unless you truly want to be there. And then maybe there's some subconscious work you can start to do to start changing that sort of messaging and start to really feel good about it. But, but like, I do think that if, if it doesn't feel right to take the ring off your finger or to remove the photos or to move to a new state, well, then maybe that desire is stronger than the desire for the thing. You know what I mean? So then you got to weigh that out. You know, you got two things here that are both really important to you. And now it's a decision to be made. Which one is more important to you and a priority? Is it the job or is it your current location? Is it this new relationship you want to bring in or this connection to your old one that you're not ready to let go? Is it, you know, there's so many different levels, you know, with the health outcomes even I know a lot of you are probably dealing with your own health battles and things and and really there I think that the the first part of this episode really should speak to you the most which is because I don't think a lot of us have a whole lot of barriers as far as like you know not quite being ready for it or any of those things like I think that usually when it comes to health things it comes down to the fact that we're just trying to control how it happens not purposefully you know I think we just on some level are hoping for the wrong thing and so just changing that little perspective change of just focusing on the right thing which is really a prolonged healthy state however that may be you know maybe you even need to add that into like however it comes to me this is what you know this is what I'm looking for for outcome but however you see to get this for me you know because that just opens up so many more potential opportunities instead of boxing it into happening a certain way. And yeah, I mean, sometimes these treatments, they can be just as damaging to our bodies as, um, as the disease process. And we knew that by the way, when we signed up for many of my husband's treatments, we knew that that was a possibility. It's just in the absence of a treatment, we couldn't see how, Uh, we could get the outcome we wanted. So it was like, yeah, we were willing to sign up for all of these side effects and all of these, like the treatment itself, attacking healthy tissue and all those things because we knew we needed the outcome of the cancer gone. But why did we have to be so specific, you know? Maybe there was a way that it could have preserved all of his healthy functions uh, and gotten us rid of the cancer. And we just didn't even know about that cure. We didn't even know about that possibility. So if we had stopped praying for the chemo or the radiation or the surgery or the immunotherapy or whatever the next step was to work or a misdiagnosis, instead we had just focused on, we just want this cancer gone. We just want him healthy and well for years to come. 
you know, whatever. That would have been a much better place to put all of our emphasis instead of like, please let this lab work come back this way. And like, no, I mean, maybe the lab work had, maybe the white blood cell count had to be sky high because those white blood cells needed to be able to be attacking the, I mean, I don't know. There's so much we don't know that to try to hope for certain lab results or for certain, you know, negative test or a um, imaging with no picture of disease on it or you know, a certain treatment to work that I think that's too specific and limiting your potential possibilities for a great outcome and really the outcome you wanted. Um, so I guess maybe today's a little bit of a cautionary tale. Just stay super, super open to all the beautiful ways in which life wants to give you what you want. You know, I, I believe wholeheartedly, and I know I say this often, but I believe in a God that wants me to have the things in life I desire. He wants me to have an abundant, wonderful life. So that being said, I consistently remind myself that he does not want this turmoil and struggle and all that stuff in my life, that he's looking for a way to give me exactly what I want. I just need to get out the way and let him give it to me, (laughs) right? Get out of my own way. It's overwhelming how many times I think that people get in their own way and, and it's sometimes an element of control. Yeah, I think, and like I said before, if you try that little, I know, exercise out where you can sort of test how much are you trying to control things, you'll see that like, if you really flip it and you imagine yourself walking into your own home or your own life, or you're the um, potential employer looking to hire and you read your resume, like what does someone else's eyes see? Is the first thing they see when they walk through your door a picture of your late, husband or wife or the first thing they see is a ring on your finger or the first thing they see is that you live states away or whatever it is if that's what they see then that's what you're projecting and you need to start to figure out what is your priority and you know where is your heart and just follow that I don't think you can ever go wrong with with following your heart um so guys I hope that this was a good one for you I am forever appreciative and hope that you like I said, subscribe so you never miss a podcast from me and tell your friends, send them my way, you know, I want to keep this podcast rolling. It technically should be about the end of season one here. So I think I might be like wrapping it up soon. It's been over a year, you guys. Ah! (laughs) It's crazy to think. So here I am, like I survived (laughs) and you guys are still with me on this trek and I'm so ever forever appreciative of it and I hope I can continue to do it. So as I said, your support is everything. (laughs) So thanks guys. Have a great week and I'll see you again next week.